right. Good morning, everyone. Again, welcome. Welcome to the firehouse. Again, my name is Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here. This morning is going to be a little different than normal. So um, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to share some thoughts from those of us who were able to go to the Faith Walkers Conference the last few days. I'm going to have people share thoughts. So if you have a thought, and I know those of you who do, because you've already shared them somewhat, <laughs> I'm going to call on you if you don't come up. But be ready. I have a, a couple things to get started. First of all, a little, maybe a little humor, maybe a little Broncos humor. Those of you who aren't sports fans, Broncos play today and they need to win today. Last game of the season, they don't have to win, but if they don't win, then they, we have to hope other teams lose, and that's never fun. So hopefully the Broncos win this afternoon. Those of you who are Broncos fans probably have already heard this because it kind of went around. It was an Internet thing, went around email. But I wanted to read it for you. I thought it was really funny. Um, I thought it was great. It says, uh, it, says, it says, Tom Brady. You guys know who Tom Brady is? Some of you don't. Some of you booed, so you definitely know who he is. He's the, the quarterback for the Patriots. So it says, Tom Brady, after living a full life, died. When he got to heaven, God was showing him around. They came to a modest little house with a faded Patriots flag in the window. This house is yours for eternity, Tom, God said. This is very special. Not everyone gets a house up here. Tom felt special, indeed, and walked up to his house. On his way up the porch, he noticed another house just around the corner. It was a huge three-story mansion with orange and blue sidewalks and driveways, a 50-foot-tall flagpole with an enormous Broncos logo flag waving, a swimming pool in the shape of a horse, a Broncos logo in every window, and a Tim Tebow jersey on the front door. Tom looked at God and said, God, I'm not trying to be ungrateful, but I have a question. I was an all-pro QB. I won three Super Bowls, and I even went to the Hall of Fame. God said, so what's your point, Tom? Well, why does Tim Tebow get a better house than me? God chuckled and said, Tom, that's not Tim's house. It's mine. (laughs) So God's a Broncos fan. Hopefully that that rings true today. No, it's just a game. It's just a game. And what I, I think is great is Tim Tebow knows that. If you ever listen to him, he knows it's just a game. He knows that it's not eternity. It's just a game. And it's really cool to, to hear him say that. But hopefully the Broncos win today. But that was my little intro this morning. So I enjoyed that. I laughed a lot when I got that email. Um, so again, Faith Walkers, um, those of you who were not able to go, we went up there. We left on Tuesday. We got up there this last Tuesday night. Uh, we spent a night in prayer just to kind of get going, to get our hearts ready for the conference. And then it was three full days of teachings and seminars and breakdown times with our church there on the last day. Um, the, the theme of the conference was blessed, the joys and rewards of the Christian life. And that's kind of what the theme was, what all the teachers came back to over and over again. And so this morning, we're just going to have some of the people who were able to go come up here and share thoughts. So if somebody wants to come up here now, who, anybody? Zach is coming up. So Zach's going to start us off this morning. We're just going to have three or four people, maybe more, depending on how long. Keep it concise. <laughs> how long it goes, the, the more concise they are, the more people we can have share. But we'll just share some thoughts for you guys so that you guys can get, those of you who weren't able to make it, can get a little idea of, of some things that were shared and hopefully some things that will bless you this morning that you can latch onto, that you can take with you the rest of this year. And so we'll have several people share and then I have a, a thought to share with you and that will be our morning. Good morning. Um... Jeremy started off with the thought that um, our Christian life is a relationship with God, not not just the activities that we do. And so I have a secret to share with you. I hope I hope God's not listening. Um, this is a secret about what's in His heart. 
um, I went to a bunch of the teachings about uh, foreign missions and student ministry and stuff like that, not because I'm like particularly interested in that, but I was just thinking, what is God's heart about this? Um, so the verse, that obviously this is God's heart, he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. So it says there, but I just wanted to see what is God's heart about this. And so I went to one led by someone from China. I went to one led by someone from Nepal. And a couple things that I caught about God's heart is that he's really excited about reaching other nations. Um, Chen Yu and Utam, they're really excited. They don't speak English really well, so they're so excited that they're willing to embarrass themselves. They're willing to, like, you know, speak in another language that they don't really know very well. They're willing to um, invite people. They're they're so excited. They're like jumping out of their skin, excited. And God's excited um, about reaching other nations. Another one, um, God has big goals about reaching other nations. He's given that to some of the leaders in our our church movement, especially like in Fort Collins and and Loveland. Um, the, the place I caught this was um, the the leader from Nepal who's who's encouraging people to go to Nepal um, he was talking about here's our strategy and at the end he's like with this strategy we can reach Nepal so it's a small country but there's millions of people he's has a big goal he's reaching the whole country he wants he wants us to reach the whole country um, God wants us to reach all nations um, another thing um, was that he God is strategic. He's not just foolish. You know, just drop everything and go. He is um, God Himself is working. He's He's bringing eight hundred thousand students from other countries to our country. Four hundred thousand of those students are people from countries that we cannot go to. So they are spending the money to come next door to us so that we can reach them. We don't have to go to. Cambodia to reach someone from Cambodia. We go down the street. Our go might be go down the street um, as well as go to another country. And, um, you know, there's there's like something that God set up like a landing place for foreign students and, and refugees in Fort Collins. God is doing these things. Our, our movement has nothing to do with that. Um, so, so God's active in that. He's excited about it and he's got big goals. And so if you want to bless God, this is the secret. Maybe we could pray about what God wants us to do. How can we surprise Him with, I have the same heart as you? Thank you, Zach. All right, someone else. Jeremy? Jeremy? Jeremy has another thought. He didn't share enough. No, he has a good thought. Welcome, Jeremy. Sorry, I knew I said that I wouldn't come up here again, but um, this is just on my heart this morning as well. It comes from Luke 18, 10 through 14. Or, yeah, 10. So two men went up to, into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And at the time, ta- tax collectors were pretty much the scum of the earth. I guess some of them are today too. But um, The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself. God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fasted twice a week. I pay tithes of all I get. 
But the tax collector, standing some distance away, was even unwilling to lift his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I tell you, this man went into his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And I just thought that was a perfect picture of... um, how we should interact with God. Uh, this man had every right to boast. He had every right to... He, he had done the list of things. And if, if that's our goal, um, that's what we get. We finished our list of things. But if our goal is to have a relationship with God, if our goal is to say, God, I need you, and I can't do anything without you, then we'll get God, which is much better than finishing that list of things. So uh, that was my my thought. Thanks, Jeremy. Gretchen, did you? Gretchen have something for me? Sorry, I didn't see you first. Let's see. Um, let's see, uh, Brandon Pullen, is that his last name, um, did a, uh, uh, you know, a large group session on prayer, and he talked about George Mueller a lot, who was back um, in the 1800s, I think, um, and had an orphanage, and, you know, he's known as a great man of, he would pray and God would answer in amazing ways, and uh, so... Uh, yesterday, faith walkers is always a real mountaintop experience for me. I love the worship times. I love to, uh, you know, it's a it's an atmosphere where you f- feel like it's just you and God, even though there's a lot of people, and it's fun to just worship God <laughs> when you can't hear yourself because there's so many other people. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh yeah, and then I lost my train of thought. And then I, and and uh, Mary Joy and I were talking. I was like, I think both of us were just crying the whole time we were singing. And then I'd see my kids, you know, worshiping God, and I just you know cry more. <laughs> and uh, and um, uh, and then I walked in the house last night, and um, something, you know, the ride home was fine. Everything's fine. Walked in the house last night, and some little thing hurt my feelings, you know, like within five or ten minutes. And I thought, yep, I'm back. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then something was where I didn't want it, and I was irritated. I thought, wow, that was real life-changing. You know, I was really disappointed in myself. And uh, But then it reminded me of um, this quote of George Mueller that Brandon shared. It says, the great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day is to have my soul happy in the Lord. And I thought, okay, that's going to be one of my takeaways. I would like to spend time every day um, worshiping the Lord, you know, with my hands up, like I love to do when I feel like nobody's looking. And, um, and, uh, you know, just to make sure that my soul is happy in the Lord, even if something is put away where I did not intend for it to be. <laughs> even, I mean, it's like I'm not a neat person. I don't know what my problem was. <laughs> but, um, and then my other, uh, my other uh, action point um, 
I think is one thing Brandon said was, um, what is your mountain? You know, God wants us to pray big things. What's your mountain? And, um, you know, I've thought of maybe three and, and I'm kind of, I'm just excited. I'm going to pray for those things and see what God does. Thank you, Gretchen. All right, any Jacob, come on down. I'm not Bob Barker, but come on down. Um, okay, well, I'm Jacob. Um, <laughs> so I, I wrote down some verses that I think um, really kind of to the point of what I think God showed me um, at Faith Walkers. And um, Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Matthew 6.33-34 say, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will uh, care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And lastly, John 15.5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from you, from for apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, so I've I've kind of been, God's been showing me through a lot of different people um, this year, um, roommates, uh, pastor, and, and just friends in this church that I've really been sort of going about, uh, I guess my religion, my faith, uh, backwards. Um, I've really been struggling to kind of more be happy and seek things in my own life, um, circumstances and character qualities, and then going to God and asking Him uh, for strength in that. But one thing I think I've really been missing for a long time, and that it's been the theme of this year, is just um, enjoying God first and valuing that above everything else before these things kind of occur in my life. And I'm kind of still wrapping my brain around that, but one of the points that was really um, important, I don't know, uh, great for me to hear, just struck a chord uh, during one of the seminars. Um, it was about living by the grace of God, you know, how we're blessed by that. And how one of these verses just, all these verses really point to God being first, um, and then God will allow us to do these things. But I've really been going to God and saying, well, if you provide these circumstances in me, uh, in my life, I will believe in you, and then I'll trust you. And it's it's pretty narrow-minded, and I think he's made it a lot clearer to me what a relationship with him is not. And uh, I'm really looking forward to actually just trusting God and, and putting aside some of my ideas um, because uh, seeking after them and, and thinking that they would make me happy has really just made me really miserable. <laughs> uh, it's it's so exhausting. Which it was this is another point that they shared was just uh, yeah I've really mixed up um, seeking obedience and showing God love through that um, mix, mixing it up with uh, just working harder and not really understanding the point of why I do these things and it's to honor God, to um, do things to show God I love Him because I value my relationship with Him. And, uh, yeah, so I hope in a year, uh, (laughs) throughout this year, if you guys see something in me, you know this about me, 
point it out again. I, you know, I really have a lot of people to thank for just these various things. Um, so that's me. All right, thank you, Jacob. A couple more over here, Sarah. Sarah Grubin. Hi, I'm Sarah Grubin, and I really loved Faith Walkers this year, but it was very different this year than it ever has been. In the past years, I've had some really huge thing that I've been able to take away and do right away, like move or <laughs> get a new job or something to that extent. But this year, it was more um, a little more subtle, what God taught me, and um, Actually, is really similar to a lot of things that other people have said, but basically God just really showed me how much my identity has been put in other things besides him. And a pretty simple concept, but something that I just have slowly over the past year realized that I've put my trust in things other than God. And the seminar that really, I think, showed this to me was um, Mitch Majeski did a seminar called um, What Biblical Femininity Is Not, and he talked about Eve and how she um, basically he took everything down to where is your trust, and if you're trusting in anything other than God, then everything will just plummet, and that's where things go wrong. And he uh, used the analogy of the fig leaves that she used to cover herself, and um, I was just thinking of the different things that I've used this year as my fig leaves, and one has been like my job and how easy it is to get caught up in the things that the world says are important and um, doing well in your career and those sort of things. Anyway, so a verse from that seminar was in Isaiah, and it just reminded me again of how important it is to have your identity in God and Him alone, and nothing else matters. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for He has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up, and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the Sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. So if you trust in God and Him alone, you'll spring up be like all of them. So it's pretty cool. All right. Leah. Leah. Hi guys, um, I'm Leah, and this is my fifth Faith Walkers, and it's been really interesting to have Faith Walkers as a single person going into it, knowing that God is going to really wrap your heart up, and then we, I went to one when I was engaged, and then married, and then this one, I went with my two babies, who were almost one and almost two, and Faith Walkers is entirely different when you have lots of kids, and um, you really don't have a lot of time to just get alone with God, and I think that was almost the theme coming home from Faith Walkers and processing things. Um, I realized that God just used the entire conference and not just one thing to show me that my life has become 
so distracted. Um, and I love my kids, and they are a delight from God, but they are also incredibly distracting when it comes to getting alone time with God. And I mean, just alone time at all with two babies in the house is almost impossible. There's really no place that you can run and hide and just be by yourself. They're just following you all the time and talking all the time. And, um, but So when we go to faith walkers like this, I was just praying going up. I was like, oh, please let my kids just sit there quietly on the blanket so that I can get something out of some of the seminars. And... Um, and I realized just coming down the mountain, I'm like, that was the big thing. Like, my prayer going up was what God really wanted to show me. Is that that's the wrong prayer, Leah. Like, it's not, please let my kids be good so I can get something out. It's, God, please let my heart put you first and then trust that my kids will be good and follow and let me get something out of it. Um, I'm a really visual person, so a lot of times what got put down in my journal was all the analogies, and those are just what stick in my head. And I just remember Dennis Clark at the end. I wasn't even paying attention. I was distracted, again, by my kids, and my husband leaned over and was like, you need to write that down. That's important. Um, But Dennis Clark at the very end just said, the only thing you take to heaven with you is your relationship with God. And I just went... My relationship with God has really suffered. I mean, he's just continually poured out blessings of these two beautiful boys and a loving husband and a great house and a good job and providing, and I have let that all distract me from my relationship with him. And, um, you know, it's not gonna, I'm not going to go up to heaven and say, hey, God, look, I did a great job raising my kids. And he's going to go, yeah, you did, but what about us? Um, you know, what about us? You, you taught your kids all these things, but where's, where's that commitment with me? And so... Um, and that was just really my big thing. I was like, I just have to really be careful and not let the distractions of life get in the way of my relationship with God because that is going to be the final question that he asked me in heaven is what about us? And not how good did you do with your kids? How often did you share your faith? Um, you know, yeah, you did a great job discipling them, but what about us? And so that was what I took from this Faith Walkers. Thank you, Leah. How about one more? One, maybe two more? Darren? It's kind of hard to see up here. Light shine right in your eyes. Hi, I'm Darren, and I attended Faith Walkers. But um, before I attended Faith Walkers, There were some things in my life that I knew I was struggling with, so I just wrote those down and uh, just pray that God would reveal some light in that and uh, change that. So let me just read to you some of the things that that I knew I was struggling with. Um, I had a problem accepting God's will in my life. Um, I think sometimes I thought that I had a better idea for my life than what was in my life at the time. And um, another one was just that I felt like I was believing certain lies or had certain faults that I didn't really realize what they were, but they were keeping me from God. And um, so I was, I was really glad that both those things were revealed and, and like brought to light. Because uh, um, I like the way Pat Soko put it. He said, uh, my circumstances are not what I would choose, but God is good. And so that just uh, revealed to me that... that um, or no, say God is good even though bad things happen in life and uh, things are not always going the way you are. And then I was also really glad because um, God showed me a lot of, of faults and lies that I was believing that was keeping me from Him. Um, Don Schleet, 
I think is how you pronounce his last name, had a seminar that really uh, brought to light some of some of my faults. We don't go into that because you'd be here for a while if I explained them all. But that's all I got, Jeff. Thanks, Darren. And you know what? Believe it or not, pastors even learn things when we go to Faith Walkers for sure. Um, I have a, a thought for you guys here, and then we will be done for this morning. Um, I, I really enjoyed the conference as well. I agree with Leah. When you have kids, you have to learn how to listen to God. You have to learn how to be disciplined. You have to learn to be scheduled and to, to take turns. You don't get to sit through every single seminar and every single teaching. It just doesn't happen, and that's okay. I've learned that that's okay. One of you can go. Uh, my wife and I trade on and off. She'll go one night. I'll go the next night, and the other one's staying back with the kids or whatever. Because little kids, when they don't get their sleep, it just gets worse and worse and worse every day. So we try to make sure they have their sleep so they're um, having a good attitude every day. And so um, I, I really enjoyed um, a teaching that Bill Young did. Bill Young is one of our pastors out in Salt Lake City, and um, maybe it's a, a simple thing, and maybe something that you don't think about that often, but um, the the main title was Blessed to Live Forever with God. And what does that look like? And um, he, he shared this example, this analogy right out of the beginning about a, a lady named Florence Chadwick. Does anybody know who Florence Chadwick is? Besides if you went to Faith Walkers. <laughs> Well, she's a, she, she was a swimmer, a lady swimmer, who was one of the first ladies to swim across the English Channel. Um, and so this was a long time ago. Uh, the pictures were black and white that he was showing of her, so that'll tell you it was a long time ago. Um, and, and what she did is she, she swam across there, and then her goal was to swim from Catalina Island back to California. And if you know Catalina Island's off the coast uh, of California, it's about 22 miles off the coast. So she was going to swim 22 miles in the Pacific Ocean, which is cold. If you know anything else about about that area, there are a lot of sharks. There are a lot of great white sharks <laughs> down there. Um, so she was she was kind of scared, a little scared, but she wanted to do it. She was like, I can do this. I can swim across this land, and I can make it to land. And she had all these boats around her, as they do when they're swimming these things, little rowboats, people cheering her on, things going on. Um, and her mom was there. And she said this, she she was swimming and swimming and swimming and swimming and swimming and swimming and swimming. As you can imagine, 22 miles is a long ways, and when you're in the ocean, you got currents and waves and wind, and, and the day that she went, it was really foggy. It was super, super foggy. Like, couldn't see very far. She said sometimes she couldn't even see the rowboats that were next to her as she was swimming, because it was just that thick of a fog. And she was getting tired, and she was getting to the end, and she was really close, and her she was like, I, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can make it. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm, I, I can't do it. I can't make it. And her mom was cheering on saying, you're almost there. You're almost there. Just keep going. But again, with the fog, she couldn't see. She couldn't see where she was going. She couldn't see how far she had to go. And so she called it quits. And she said, all right, I'm done. Get me in the boat. And they pulled her in the boat. And they came to find out she was only about a half a mile from land. She would made it all that way, 21 and a half miles. And a half a mile from the end, she couldn't, she couldn't do it. And she said this afterwards. She said, all I could see was the fog. I think if I could have seen the shore, I could have made it. I could have made it to the shore. If I could have just seen it, if it hadn't been foggy and I could have seen the shore out there a half mile, I could have made it. No doubt about it, I could have made it. And so I was struck by that. I was struck by, well, what's the fog in my life? What are the things in our lives, in each one of our lives, where we just can't see the end? 
And so we get distracted. We get tired. We get worn out. We go, oh, I'm just so tired of doing this. I'm so tired of going to work every day. I'm so tired of waking up early because my kids wake me up and going to bed late as I'm getting them put down. I'm just worn out. I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I can't get up and have a quiet time. I just can't do it. It's just so tiring. I'm so tired. And I, I'm i a pretty busy guy working a full-time job and then being a pastor and doing the different things that God has me doing. And I think sometimes I can look at the fog and I can go, man, there's so much going on and I'm, I'm tired. I, I don't know where I'm going. But I was struck that that can't be our view. If we're looking at the fog, if we're focusing on those water molecules that make the fog, we're in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. We're going to burn out. We're going to be somebody who doesn't run for God their whole life because we're going to get distracted by all the stuff around us because they're really is. There's a lot of stuff in all of our lives. There's different things that we have to do that we're responsible for that God has us doing. And if we get stuck on and focused on those things instead of, again, like some of the other people said, our relationship with God. And where what's, what's the end? What's the end? What's The end is heaven. The end is eternity. And and Bill was just really throwing out and um, Bill, was, he shared an example of him and his wife. And they really try and go to Maine every year. He really likes Maine. He talks about this little hotel. He just goes there. He stays in the same place every Every year, there's this little lobster pound right across the street. He goes and buys himself two lobsters every day, eats them every night, stays there for a week. That was that, that's heaven for him. He said, "Heaven for me would be me, my wife, and my lobsters." That's what that's what Bill Young wanted. That was like, man, that would be ideal. That was his perfect heaven. And he was just challenging us to think about that. What does heaven look like? Heaven isn't the puffy white clouds and everybody plays a harp and you sing praise songs for the rest of your life necessarily. Um, heaven is is a better than we can imagine. And he, he shared a couple of these pictures of this old hotel in Ukraine um, that in its heyday. He showed a picture of it in its heyday and it was hopping and there were flowers and there were a lot of people milling around it. And then he showed it when we went there. I actually went there with Bill years ago um, in 1998 I believe Daryl was there um, several other people were there and he showed this picture from then and the hotel was just empty. It was barren. It was destroyed. It was worn out. It was worn down. He showed another one of a, an amusement park with just these bumper cars and it was the whole bumper car place. The cars were all still there. The rails were there but it was all overgrown with weeds and trees and stuff that had just sprouted up in the time since and he was like that's that's a slight picture of what this is. We're in a broken world. We're in that broken, the old hotel that isn't in its heyday. It isn't where it needs to be. It isn't the way it was and, and that's what we're living and if we can look at what we're at now, there's there's plenty of things that I look at and I go, man, that's amazing. I love going to the mountains and going fishing. I, I love doing that. I love being out and just seeing the amazing things God's made. Well, if that's the broken down thing, what's the real thing going to be like? What's the perfect thing that God's made that doesn't have the sin, that doesn't have the pain? What's it going to look like? So I was challenged, and uh, he shared this verse out of Colossians 3, 1 and 2. It says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And, and I never really thought of it this way, but, but his point was God commands us to think about heaven. And he does right there. He says, think about things above. He says, think about things above. We're supposed to think about heaven. It's not supposed to be this thing that we just don't talk about because we don't know what it's like. We're supposed to think about it. We're supposed to dream about it. We're supposed to be excited about what it's going to be like when we make it to eternity. And so I was struck by that thought. And then he, he shared another uh, verse here, Ecclesiastes 2.16, and he said, we must all die wise and foolish alike. And I think we have that perspective. We know we're going to die someday. There's going to be an end no matter what, no matter whether you're foolish or you're wise or whatever, there's going to be an end. 
and you're going to die. And I was just encouraged to think about that, that I need to really be thinking on a daily basis. We need to be thinking about what eternity and what our goal is, because if we get our eyes off the goal, we get lost in the circumstances. We get confused, we get worn out, we get tired. It's just like anything else we do in life. If we don't have a goal of where we're going, we don't usually get there. (laughs) We usually end up somewhere else. We get off on a tangent. We focus on something else instead of what's important. And so I was just really struck by that, and I was challenged by that this next year. Hey, I need to be thinking about that. I need to be excited about that. I need to be looking for that and really working hard and and excited to be there. Someday that day could be this next year. It hopefully will be a long time from now um, for me. But we need to be thinking about that. We need to be focused on that. I really need to be trusting them with that. So that was that was something that really spoke to my heart, something that um, I, I think several, I heard several other people say that too, just really thinking about heaven more, keeping it more in the forefront of our mind and um, thinking about our eternity there. So I, I think we all, as you heard, we all really enjoyed the conference. Again, I don't think you ever know quite what you're going to get out of it when you head into it. You're really just trusting God and going, God, what are you going to teach me? And I think it's different for all of us. There's different circumstances, and some of us are single, and we're staying six in a room, with crazy glass doors for bathrooms and these fun things that people have dealt with in this high-tech hotel in the middle of Grand Junction, Colorado. But um, it's just it's really cool. It's really cool to see the relationships deepen. It's really cool to see what God can do even outside of the seminars, outside of the main teachings, the things that he teaches us in our quiet times while we're there, just some time to really focus and get away. And so um, I, I think we all enjoyed it. Hopefully someday, if you've never been to a Faith Walkers, you can come. Um, I, I like I've said before, maybe we're changing it up, maybe we're not this next year. But it's really, I know it's a kind of a challenging time right around the holidays, but it's really a great time to just spend a little time with God. And we all enjoyed it. Um, if you have more questions, feel free. Uh, talk to people. Ask them what they learned. I think that would be really good. We would love to share it because we know all of, everybody wasn't able to make it, but we would love to be able to share more of things God put on our heart or things that he shared. But um, that's all we have this morning. I'm just going to pray, and then we'll call it a morning. Well, God, we thank you again for this morning. God, we thank you for this Faith Walkers Conference. God, we thank you that you've blessed us, truly, God, in giving us a, a place we can go and just be with family, people of like mind who are seeking after you and want to grow. God, we, we do. All of us want to grow. God, and I, I pray you help us this next year. God, you help us even this next week. We wouldn't just go home and not do um, what we what we heard. That we would just fall back into old habits. That's so easy to do. It's so easy to fall into those old habits and just be the same person this time next year. But God, I pray that you would help us to be changed people. God, help us to to really listen to you this year. Help us to be challenged in our walk with you. To know you more. To have a stronger relationship with you this next year. God, help us to focus on the goal. God, help us to remember that we're going to spend eternity with you. God, that's if, if we've turned our lives over to you, God, our, our ticket's punched. We're going to be there. We're going to be in eternity with you. It's just a matter of when. God, we just really pray that you'd help us to think on that and to remember that's what's important. That's the ultimate goal. God, we need to share that with other people so they can join us there as well and spend eternity with you. And my wife shared that it was like an eternal back rub was heaven. That sounds amazing. There are amazing things that we're going to have when we're spending eternity with you that I don't even think we can understand. We can't even picture it. Our minds aren't big enough to grasp it, what, what it looks like living outside time. and There's just so many things 
that we can't understand. But God, I pray you give us a little glimpse of that in each one of us in our heart. Help us to understand how much you love us, God, what you have in store for us. And God, help us, like Jacob shared, to have the relationship, God, and that we're not doing it to have the character qualities, but we're doing it because we love you. We're doing it because we love you and we want to show you our love. God, help us do that this next year. And again, just bless us today. Bless us this week. Bless us this year as we're seeking to grow closer to you in our relationship and and, um, be better men and women for you. God, we just, again, thank you for this morning. Praise you for everyone just being bold and and jumping up here and sharing what they learned. And just bless the rest of our days. We ask this thing in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, again, thank you for coming this morning. Feel free. I saw more donuts out there. Take another donut. Maybe you can have it for dessert for lunch or something like that. But feel free. Take some and hang around. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh, and by the way, next week we're going to do a New Year's um, theme. And then the week after that, we're going to start a new series on the Book of Mark. So that's what we're going to march through this beginning of this next year is we're going to work through the Book of Mark. So we would love for you to join us for that. And that is it. All right. Have a good morning, guys. Thank you.